0: Yo, hey, this is John. This is Arvin. And this is behind the scenes of our best days yes. podcast. Speaking of, okay, yeah. so we have been diving into, well, I'll let you go first. We
1: were talking this morning and we were enjoying the conversation so much we thought, well, let's just start recording. For sure. Um, we were talking about group messages and how frustrating they can be when someone's doing a birthday invite or something and they're oh like hey this is God. happening
0: and and then they invite people. everyone okay yeah. sorry sorry no, 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 go I, ahead. i'm a very i'm i'm like a professional at interrupting arvin yeah. and sh- and he has so much grace for me <laughs> so i'm very grateful for how kind he is but um, i just wanted to throw that out there a lot so, of
1: the best stuff you're going to hear happens when you interrupt <laughs> me that's true
0: god's greatest miracles happen in <laughs> <at> interruptions <laughs> Right? That is that's, the that's yeah. the line that most pastors say. That's very good. So, anyways, so yeah, you're in a group message. Um, they mass they mass text uh, a <laughs> bunch of people, and they're like, "Hey, you know, Brotown is turning uh, 35." <laughs> y- you can tell yeah. the type of individual yeah, yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, turning 35, you're yeah. probably gonna. You know, uh, meet us up at Chili's. we are going to go to Chili's. <laughs> Friday, Friday night at 7 and p.m. Pastor probably. Paul
1: both say that. Yeah,
0: and it Pastor Paul also leads to Cracker Barrel. He goes, hey, I know scary. some of you. Like, in the 11 a.m., Pastor Paul yeah. will be like, hey, everyone chill out. I know everyone wants to get to Cracker Barrel. And literally people like, side-eye each other. Like, who's going to Cracker Barrel? Who is going to Cracker Barrel? Like, do we want to live in a coma the rest of... Su- you know, I love Cracker Barrel. We love you. If you want um, to
1: sponsor us, Cracker Barrel, this would be a great opportunity. Yeah,
0: but I mean, rolls. <laughs> Anyways, so go back to group messages. Yeah, Every- well, yeah,
1: you said go. the one about uh, you knew that if you... Said you were gonna go in the group chat. Other people would go, and that was your kindness to the person. No, no. Okay,
0: what I said was, is that in a group message, and maybe you've experienced this. You get a group message, Mm. and it is about going to an event, and Mm. everyone is really excited. Yeah. For me, um, you know, I I have my kids on the weekends, so I'm kind of like. okay, I would, I really want to spend time with my kids, whether I'm busy or not, if I'm not able to go in the group message, I'll go like, oh my goodness, sounds like so much fun. Five emojis. Yeah. Which you're not
1: lying. You're saying, oh my goodness, sounds like so much fun. And
0: then emojis. Yeah. Which everyone loves emojis. Open to interpretation. Because people do it with zero emotion. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then... I send a separate message to the person who sent it and I go, Hey, I'm not able to make it, yeah. but I wanted to pump up everyone in yeah. the group message. Yeah. So when I leave this group message, <laughs> don't be, and there's sometimes where I won't leave just to make everyone feel good. Until yeah. After the event happens. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be 7 PM. I'll be putting, I'll be giving my kids a bath and I'll be like, Oh, I should leave that group message now yeah. because, um, it's already started. And right. they're like, oh, I thought John was coming. And now then I'm like, oh, uh, yeah. So anyways, sorry. <laughs>
1: no, yeah, it's perfect. My version of that is not as large, but there have been times with, and we're going to get into this today because it's really funny and valuable to know. Yeah. Um, I will rarely be in a situation where um, there are a bunch of cool kids, and then there's the kid that's the least cool out of all them and they're all really liking, whether it's something uh, victory adjacent or something else, whatever trendy thing, and then the least cool kid will say what they like, and I will, just because I was the least cool kid growing up,
0: and we should probably after you finish this, we, we should have define, to dive into. We have to dive in. What is a cool kid, and
1: then what it was like to grow up? Because those Uncool. things are yeah, very okay. yeah. Okay, So continue. Sorry, but I'm I would watch the least cool kids say what they say, and <laughs> then I would just go. I want to see what happens, and I'd go. I actually like what this person said. Like let's like that's cool. Yeah, and then and what to will everyone watch say every single one of them be like? Yeah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. It is cool. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. And you see them switch just because of not that that's like not an attempt to manipulate people, but it's like let me just point out to you how arbitrary your taste is. Wow, it has nothing to do with what you you have no opinion. You're waiting for a flag to come up from someone famous or someone popular or someone influential. And then, next thing you know, your whole life, you've inherited a decision for sure for the rest of your life. Yeah,
0: literally, that scripture about not being tossed in mm-hmm. what is that? In the, James, by, it says
1: tossed back and forth by the
0: waves. By the waves. Basically, yeah. you're like, I want this, I want that. Right. It comes back to identity issues, which comes back to
1: Girl, childhood. Cool. So, Pastor yeah.
0: Paul. So Pastor Paul has been in on, uh, he spoke this message, mm-hmm. um, and regardless, whenever you're watching this it's or on listening YouTube. to this, yeah. it's on YouTube, it's basically called Unforgettable. unforgettable. Such a good word. Very good, um, yeah. About creating unforgettable moments for your families and your walk with God, yeah. and even with ministry, and yeah. where are you having unforgettable memories? Well, then, I realized most of, uh, like, human beings, yeah. all right, overall most of their unforgettable moments yeah. good or bad are derived from the ages between four years old yeah. and like 12 yes. or 13 which yeah. is basically the coming of age Very formative. that's why all yeah. of the movies they won't win any like uh, major awards sure. but everyone has seen Sandlot, yeah, totally. Goonies, yeah. Stranger Things. Yeah. Literally it's Stand coming by me, of age
1: all that. Yeah, Stand by Me, the train I'll, one where they like oh, are on my the train goodness. tracks. Absolutely. And, yeah, yeah, so yeah.
0: everyone loves mm-hmm. a coming of age story mm-hmm. because everyone can identify yeah. with the struggles, the awkwardness, yeah. um the envy, yeah. the um the not like not really self-assured <laughs> um version of themselves in yeah. childhood yeah. and those things are unforgettable yeah. and literally today as like a 37 year old i find myself whether it's listening to certain music or certain things that i do before i go to bed right. or just small things to large things to how um i eat dinner with my kids yeah it's based on things that i um experienced yeah was told yeah or um, exposed to between the ages of four mm-hmm. and eleven. so let's you dive have some into, examples <laughs> okay all right because this is behind the scenes of our best days, um yeah, and as you get if it, if this is your first time listening or, or watching yeah, us hello, or joining us welcome. today, yeah um you know. Uh, We say this confession at Victory, um, you know, because Pastor Paul and Pastor Ashley, they believe we can't live a positive life with a A negative negative mouth. mouth. So whether it's a VCS chapel, elementary, talking about unforgettable memories, VCS chapel, Victory College, a graduation, a conference, a production, at any large gathering that we do, at any gathering, we say this confession. Like, literally, it sounds a little culty, but we're not drinking (laughs) Kool-Aid. But it basically is like, it says... Let's say it together. One, two, three. I'm here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me. And I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. So our best days are right in front of us. Well, Pastor Paul actually wrote that on a napkin in our church parking lot whenever he was in a very low season of his life. There was like, yeah. our, our, um, our auditorium at the time, whenever my dad was pastoring, they we built this auditorium, 4,800 seats yeah. at, that, at that moment. 4,800. Yeah. Pastor Paul pulled up, he was preaching because my dad had passed, we'd gone through a lot of things, and Paul pulled up and it was like, four or five p.m. service, he pulled up at like 4.55, and there was like five cars in the parking lot. Amazing which is kind of devastating. So everything that everyone sees today about like yeah. the best days, it's like, let's talk about behind the scenes. of yeah, our best yeah, days. yeah. yeah, So anyways, sorry for that rabbit trail, but that's the whole reason for any of you guys who are listening, right? joining us for a first time, like what is even best days? Because everyone has a behind the scenes of the picture that they post. Yeah. The reason that they do things for sure. Everyone has a behind the scenes yeah. of their best days. Absolutely. So, Okay, now that we have – okay, so talking back – okay, so talking about unforgettable childhood, um, we grew up – me and Arvin, we grew up in church. Yes. Oh, man. Church plus. Church plus. So talking about (laughs) sheltered. Uh Okay, so for instance – and some of you listeners can probably – Identify with us. Yeah. If those of you who can't, it's okay. Just tell us what your life is like. Yeah, please. Yeah. He would love to know. Message us what your life was like. What's that like? Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, so we weren't allowed to say butt. Nope. C R A P. The fact that I'm spelling them out (laughs) as a 37 year old. Couldn't say
1: shut up. I couldn't say shut up.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. We and we and we couldn't watch uh, PG movies. Mm Hmm. So yeah. I literally, like, I remember we were watching Beethoven Second. You guys know about the dog. Yeah. yeah. We were with our family in the theater at <laughs> Beethoven Second, and a woman walked into the scene with a backless dress on. And my dad made our whole family. He goes, <laughs> "This is this not is a." It? So he made a stand up. We walked out of the theater. There was a victory family sitting behind us, and then they began. To, they were like, they uh, were convicted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my dad's and my mom, God bless them. I love them. They were great parents. They yeah. were just.
1: Mad strict. That was also the culture of Christianity, Christianity in the United States in the 80s and 90s. For sure. Like, your, you measured how good you were doing by what you were able to avoid. Oh. And that wasn't like... You know, it seems people, sometimes people tell stories like that as though that was their situation. It's like we all had stuff like we that are, for sure. unless unless you were an immigrant family. And OK, uh, so you were <laughs> yeah. an immigrant family and I was a it. marketer and I would convince my dad. I go, Dad, listen, here's the, he didn't. I mean, we had moved from Iran. So I'm like five, seven, nine years old and I'm falling in love with movies. This is one really precious thing my dad did. He was preaching like twice every Sunday morning. And
0: was your dad, did he speak English fluently? He,
1: d- Yeah, but he would preach in Farsi. And so we would speak Farsi at home or Persian. And then uh, he preached like once or twice Sunday morning. He would preach over Skype in like another church over lunch. And then he would drive to Oklahoma City with my mom. Like to this day, he still does that. Wow. So Sundays were not... Like time with dad days. But he was very intentional. On Mondays, he just labeled them, branded them Arvin's Day. So every Monday so after cool. school, he picked me up. He would go pick any movie you want. And what? I would How pick. How old were you? I was seven. You were seven. And he said, go, pick uh, any movie you want. I don't think, I don't know. I'd have to research Iran in the 70s, the rating system. But he didn't understand what R and PG and. <laughs> So oh I would goodness. be like you were hustling your dad. I was hus- I would like tell him the oh movie title, goodness. and then I would convince him why. Or when I started getting into <laughs> rap music, I would like he'd be like Arvin, what is this? Is this okay? Like that you're <laughs> listening to? The- and I'd be like, I remember it was a- it was an Acon song, and I was like, for no, those dad- of you listening, Acon, you um, can YouTube. You can A-con.
0: YouTube. I think he may be. But-
1: <laughs> he has a city in Africa now. Did you know about that? That's a whole. We'll do a whole episode about that. Yeah, for sure. um, Acon's locked up. When Akon really blew up. up. Yeah. And I was like, dad, don't you understand? He's like locked up with his sin and he wants to break out. Oh and my dad goodness. was like, wow, this you is amazing.
0: Deceiver. <laughs> I would lie
1: to get to listen to rap okay. music and go to the movie theater. Oh my goodness.
0: I have such a cringy story right now. Please okay. tell it. So this, Please tell it. this triggered my thoughts. Okay. So yeah, growing up, I think my, my sisters and my brother, Pastor Paul is my brother. Yeah. I think they were like. Pastor Paul loves Michael W. Smith, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Man, they were big time, yeah. and still are great Christian artists. Yeah. Um, but from like late '80s, '90s, early yeah. 2000s. Yeah, me, I was like, is there anything else? Yeah. So I would secretly, whenever I'd go over to Grand Grand's house, which Grand Grand still works at Victory. She's That's 96 right. years old. That's right. When Grand Grand would be working outside, I would turn the channel to BET. Amazing. Yeah. I was... Set, Absolutely. And I would secretly... Absolutely. Because ca- I was like, I have to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the culture? Yeah. Where's the <laughs> culture? Um, so anyways, but I remember watching this movie, Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Right? Which I had to watch in secret because it was PG. Right. Which... It, parental guidance. Yeah, parental yeah. guidance. Um, and my dad was not about that guidance. Yeah. Um, so I watched it, and there's this song on Mighty Ducks. It was from Queen. We will, yeah. We, we oh rock yeah. You. Classic. Loved it. I set up a tape recorder in front of the TV. Yeah. And I recorded it on a Amazing. tape. Now on a on the movie, they literally played like 30 seconds of it. Yeah. So I recorded it, and I would play it in my room. Amazing. And I memorized it. Well, then. <laughs> My dad hears me singing it at like yeah. seven or eight years old. Yeah, Talk about unforgettable childhood stuff. I'm like singing it. I'm like, we will. And he goes, what are you singing? <laughs> and I you did. did I did the Arvin. <laughs> you okay. Did it. Any Christian kid. Do not judge me. I feel your judgment upstairs you right it. now. Okay, you did so it. I, yeah, I lied to my dad. I go, mm-hmm. oh, it's this new praise song. Of course, and it goes, we will, we will praise him. <laughs> Pray. My dad bought it. <laughs> no, hook, line, yeah. and sinker. Yeah. So Precious. my dad bought it. Yeah. And I was like, and I remember looking at Paul and Paul just shaking his head. Yeah. Like he was like, he knew. You, yeah. He knew. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Paul could totally read through baloney, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my dad sang it for like two years. That's amazing. Like just randomly, he'd go, We will, we will praise him. (laughs) Bravado. Praise him. And he would like shake his fist like this. Praise him. Amazing. So I'm at, I'm playing a football game on a Saturday morning. I'm in seventh grade now. Yeah. My dad is walking up and down the sidelines singing that song. Amazing. And there's this other dad who's a pastor in our town. <laughs> and he leans over and he goes, Billy Joe, w- what are you singing? And he goes, oh, the, the worship song. We will, we will praise him. And I am on the sidelines <laughs> during Amazing. the game listening to the conversation. <laughs> and this dad, he, who's also a pastor, starts laughing. Yeah. And he goes, Billy Joe, oh boy, you're duped. <laughs> And he said, that song is from Queen. Yeah. The, 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 and and but, secular, secular rock band, yeah. which secular is a word that Christians use for things that are not Christian. Yeah, yeah, And my dad just, I felt my dad's eyes through the back <sighs> of my football helmet, and I go, put me in gun! Just and I just it. took off in the field. <laughs> and afterwards, it was the quietest ride home, and my dad goes, John? And I was like, yes, it, it was a secular song. I'm so so. I just was yeah, like, You so... came clean. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> interesting. Okay. So unforgettable moments, childhood. That's Behi- unforgettable. Yeah. Battle. Right. Okay. So behind the scenes of our best days. Yeah. Um. All right. Christian, what's another thing? That Go. we, gosh. Okay.
1: Hmm. The whole, uh, every, speaking of songs that we would turn Christian, t-shirts and sandals and, products nothing against those people who merch- i wore nice, those things. yeah right? the the merch because i ought to say this too because we've been pushing victory merch yeah and this Vic- isn't a intentional plug it's like really nice
0: yeah victory merch is great
1: but it used to not just a victory christian merch used to Up not across be good the board. it used to be like there would be the sprite logo and it would say spirit there would be reese's and it would say jesus i remember buying a shirt that was uh The Matrix, it had the green lines coming down. And then I'm trying to remember, it was like... Did it say Messiah? It was something like Join the Revolution. Like, it was Matrix Revolutions had come out. Yeah. And... Yeah, and they just jumped on the van. I loved it. Uh, So it was like, they would use brand familiarity to spread the message of Christ.
0: Which is is an an avenue? There are people
1: who are still doing it, and I'm like... I I don't look down on that. Yeah. Um, but but I'm I have ho- to check myself.
0: <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have to get off
1: my pedestal and
0: go. All right. You know what? Yeah. yeah. But you're listening to John and Arvin, and I I know that we've talked about how we were never in like you said something about like the cool kids and how yeah to, like that whole scripture yeah, 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 in James yeah. like what what was yeah. uh, I mean for me a cool kid was someone who was aware of pop culture for sure. And I would, and I would, yeah, who knew how to talk, who knew what the latest song was, who knew how to dress up. My parents would try to save money. So when everyone was getting Doc Martens, Mm -hmm. my mom would get Skechers, which Skechers are great, awesome, but everyone knows, Mm -hmm. especially the ones that tried to look like Doc Martens, that they weren't Doc Martens. (laughs) And people would call me out in the cafeteria. There's no more savage person
1: yeah middle school kid in the cafeteria in the
0: middle yeah middle school kids oh my goodness (laughs) yeah
1: yeah right I remember going to the mall with a pair of like Walmart skate shoes I wasn't a skater I was like can I have a skateboard my mom was like no absolutely not um and the kids who had vans and all the cool remember those like bulky shoes those humongous skate yeah, shoes where the tongue sure. of the shoe was this microphone size. Yeah. And it was like humongous. That was a thing. It was a big thing. And this whole group of them. And I'm walking on my way to Charlotte Roos with my mom and my Charlotte sister. Russe. You just are on <laughs>
0: Haley's and you just roll past them. You're like, what's boys? And they
1: all look at me. And then I saw, I'll never forget this. This talk about unforgettable. This dude looked at me. He looked down. Then he looked at his friend, and he was, his eyebrows went up, and he smiled,
0: and he went, "Oh my god!" And goodness. I
1: instantly knew exactly. I'm like maybe twelve. I know exactly what happened in that five second period. Isn't that
0: crazy? How we just subconsciously accept those yeah. things, things that aren't even said, it, yeah. they become unforgettable, totally. and then they begin to shape who we are. Yeah. Um. You know, uh, Pastor AJ over at the Tulsa Dream Center. Yeah. He talked about whenever he was young. Um, you know, he he was raised in a single parent home. Um, He graduated from Victory Christian School. Um, Then he played football at the University of Tulsa here in, here in our town. And, um, and we would, we mowed yards together for like four years to like make money. And then we would just blow all of our money on random stuff. (laughs) I don't know why, but anyways, but AJ was like, so growing up, there was things that he didn't have Mm -hmm. because he couldn't have, he couldn't afford them. And he was like, he made a vow, hmm. like in fifth or sixth grade. Yeah. Maybe some of you listening That's and watching yeah. make a vow. This will, when I grow up, I will never, this mm-hmm. will never mm-hmm. be like this for my family. Wow. And so it's crazy yeah. how things like that, how many How yeah. many of you guys listening or watching have ever made a vow whenever yeah. you were a kid? And, yeah. it's, to, and it's really, yeah. you're like, this is the only way to protect yourself. Right. And so I think it's just wisdom to yeah. like look at those things and be like, "Whoa, is this something I should surrender to God?" Fascinating.
1: Um do you remember any of yours?
0: Yes. Yeah, like I I remember um <laughs> oh man. So like I remember just and I'm so grateful for growing up here at Victory. Of course, we grew up in a children's church that would literally pray for rain. Right, like our children's pastors would be like, "Everyone, turn to the east, yeah, <laughs> and stretch your <laughs> stretch your hands out and pray." Because we yeah. grew up in this, like, yeah, we every all of the kids, yeah. we were like, "This is how you pray in tongues, right? This is how you lay hands on oh, on man. people." Um, and so there was times where I would be bragging to other kids, and I'm like. I got slain in the spirit five <laughs> times today at kids' church. Like just the That's conversations. That's real. Yeah, the yeah, The conversations yeah. that we had in the 90s, Yeah. you know, growing up in conferences. Um, and I remember getting slain in the spirit by – there was this um, speaker who came to our church. There's this massive arena here in Tulsa called the Maybe Center. Mm-hmm. And we had our conferences there before we built our building. This guy named Tim Story came and preached. Oh, yeah. And – I genuinely felt the presence of God. And he goes, I wanna pray for the pastor's sons. And mm-hmm. so he called me and Paul down front, yeah. and, and, and my sisters. And he prayed for all of us. And I legit, yeah. I legit was slain in the spirit. Yeah. But I came to 15 minutes into his sermon, and I'm still on the floor. The maybe Center is packed, there's 8,000 people Amazing. there. and <laughs> I, And the, I had an altar cloth over me. <laughs> I wasn't wearing a pencil skirt. Right. Like I don't know why. That's a whole other thing. If you were not around Christianity, they yeah. had these things called altar cloths, which are literally yeah. small little blankets. For
1: when your shirt
0: comes When your shirt comes up or people get slain in the spirit at the altar and they, they lay them in. over them.
1: God bless those ladies so, who would walk yeah, around. Yeah, but they would
0: do it to everyone. Yeah. And so here I am, like eight or nine years old, and I just have one on me. And I, I wake up and I open up one eye and I just like, goodness i'm literally still down here and i didn't know what to do i didn't want to walk back to my seat yeah. so i laid there for the whole, whole sermon, sermon. <laughs> and afterwards my dad was like i saw you open your eyes <laughs> it was so awkward Amazing. i'm like literally in the maybe center yeah i like
1: dude Amazing. Yeah. So anyways. I faked it once. I don't know if that makes me blasphemous. No. We were no, in I
0: s- think every kid if you were completely honest with yourself. I
1: pretended to fall. I okay. was in Sweden. I was thirteen and And you were in Sweden because my dad was preaching at a conference. Okay, so like, so okay. Our vacations were <laughs> hey someone invited our dad to preach. Right. So we would go and um there were a bunch of there were, a bunch of stuff was happening in the adult service. They were preaching, whatever, and then Uh, We had seen some people fall back. And so I was like, this will tell you, this will inform who I was in the 7th, 8th grade. Um, This was the summer before 8th grade, I think. I was like, I have to show people that I am like an elite Christian. And so I go, you guys pray for me. (laughs) That's right. It's a whole group. (laughs) Elite Christians. And uh, we wear really cool Sprite logo rip-off shirts. Yes, uh, i Aber- Aber- <laughs> Actually, was wearing one at the time. I remember now. I have a picture. I had a, uh, a nice orange shirt that said, uh, live your life so that the preacher doesn't have to lie at your funeral. And people oh were taking goodness. pictures with me. They were like, this is amazing. I don't know if they had that yeah, in Sweden. Yeah, that's an intense shirt. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it was very great. orange. Anyways, yeah. uh, the, um, I remember saying, you guys pray for me, and I'm going to uh, – we'll see what happens. And then – I remember intentionally, like, <laughs> jolting backwards. They catch me, whatever. And then I, I'm glad I can confess this now. I'm, I'm pretty sure God will forgive me. Yeah, I mean, why not? Me. This is behind
0: the scenes. Yeah, so. if
1: I get struck down now, it would be hilarious. Um, but I, I open my eyes and I go, it'll be way more impressive if I tell them that I didn't even notice that I was falling. Oh. and then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm on the ground.
0: <laughs> you tried to play it off. I
1: totally did. They believed oh, it. Man. They were like, man. And then it happened later in the week with another kid, speaking of not cool kids, and I was like, what was it like for you? And he was like, "I. it was weird. It wasn't like what you said. Like, I, did, I, oh, did, I so knew. Oh, so real. His was real, and I totally faked it to oh, be man. impressive. But that will inform my upbringing, and this is no fault of anyone's, but my own, for sure. I decided the vow that I made for myself was I am as whole of a person as the current task I'm doing for God, Ooh. for go- God in quotes, for sure. Cause yeah. it was more like the Christian community that I'm around. I need to impress them if I can get them to like me, which is the same thing that happens in the world with people in other groups. But for me, it was a very unique group. It was, I want Christian elite people, to be impressed with me. And so from like five to like 19, Mm. that was what decided how I would behave, how I would dress. In high school, like I would like a girl and she'd be like, well, you should like talk to my dad and see if you can date me. And I'd be like, no, no, I'm called i got this colleague Oh, you said the I word call. I know. At the age oh of, yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. So, and not that, and here's the thing. Yeah. Some of you awful. guys, here's the thing. Yeah. You
0: have to know those who are listening right now. Yeah. If, if you are not able to like talk about these things, then I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like how many times has God cringed at us? And he's like, <laughs> I love him anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like yeah. that's what so Heaven's t-
1: funniest home videos. Oh my goodness.
0: Stuff. If heaven showed Heaven's funniest home yeah. videos yeah. of people who were like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, yesterday, Pastor Paul um, did an all staff and he talked about like, what good is it to be able to speak in tongues, to right. have the gift of prophecy? It was first Corinthians. Yeah. Um, to, to be able to do all of these things. If mm-hmm. I do not have love, right. I'm just a clanging cymbal. And yeah. he was hitting a cymbal. Yeah, and he yeah, was yeah. like, so you could literally be memorize the Bible. But yeah. if you don't have love, yeah. you're a clanging symbol. You could know every scripture. For you sure. could always be at the right place at the right time, at the right conference, on the right front row. Yeah. have The right connections. Yeah. And still without love, yeah. nothing. Yeah. So and Man. and I think that, you know, towards the end of um one thing that, you know, like we were talking about vows of like things that we made as mm-hmm. as children was like I was like, I made a vow where I was like, I never want to be um, just because I, I was always kind of. Um, so, like, the kids' pastor at the time would never pick me or Paul to mm-hmm. do any games or to pray or anything because he was like, hey, I want to give a chance to the other kids. Sure you know and yeah. because we were literally at four services on a weekend and so we were used <laughs> right. to whatever the kids uh yeah. service and then my dad was like all right you guys need to begin serving yeah and so we were in sermons all the time and so we kind of knew yeah. the right things to say at sure. the right time yeah um and but i was like man i wish someone would just see me as john mm-hmm. like not mm-hmm. as a pastor's kid mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. as someone that's connected to Vic, like Yeah. I love superheroes. I'm a huge fan of Batman. I wish I made a utility belt. Yeah. um, And I would wear it around. Yeah. And then people would be like, What's happening? What are you doing? (laughs) And then I was like, Oh, just kidding. Because I was like, I had to be this certain thing. I made this vow. I was like, Someday I'm going to grow up and I'm going to make sure that every person Mm. who is struggling with an identity issue feels like they've been seen. For sure. I was like, now, I didn't say those words whenever, no, but I remember but making that about, yeah. I was like, so whenever I was the youth pastor, I actually felt really nervous around cool kids, for even sure. though I was like 10 <laughs> years older than, I was a youth pastor for five yeah. years yeah. and I would go to school lunches. If, you've, if you were listening to this, youth pastors go to school lunches to connect yeah. with kids. They bring yeah. pizza, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they invite kids. Well, since I wasn't a popular kid, I had this weird self-image thing to yeah. where I felt weird around popular kids. For even sure. though I was their youth pastor. Yeah. But I felt so good around kids that were like drawing anime in the mm-hmm. corner. I'm right. like, I feel you, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yeah. And then they're like, Well, we're actually building a rocket to maybe go to space. And I would be like, <laughs> Can I come? Like, I was like, I met on Elon your Musk. In yeah. In yeah, Alaska. for sure. <laughs> But anyways, and so it is unique how um, – yeah, and, and I'm con- – and we're at a certain age where we're con- – I just – I always – I always want to make sure I never take myself too seriously. For sure. To where I'm like, okay, God, I need to – I need to repent. I <laughs> need to say I'm sorry for certain things because some things from whenever I was young sure. just kind of have yeah. shaped certain things. I even have to ask forgiveness of my kids. Yeah. The one thing that I was grateful for is that my dad um he wasn't perfect but he would always come to us and he would be like Paul, John, Sarah, Ruth, uh will you forgive me? Wow. I I and he would tell us what he did wrong. Yeah. Here he is, he's the pastor. Yeah. He is. Now, so even though he was strict, I now as a kid, I'm like 8, yeah, and I'm like and my dad's apologizing to me yeah. for yelling at the dog. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, my dad was intense. So I wouldn't say he had a temper, but he had a temper. Sure. Okay, like let's human. just be real, yeah, he's real a human. talk. Yeah. So, <laughs> ta- okay, whenever me and Paul would fight each other or bite each other, my dad would make us kiss each other on the nose. <laughs> this is a real story. So he, because you cannot stay mad at someone by kissing them on the nose. That's true. So my dad would spank us yeah. and then he would be like, all right, now kiss your brother on the nose <laughs> and I would have to kiss my brother on the nose. And then he'd go, Paul, kiss John on the nose. And you cannot stay angry with gritted teeth. Yeah. So when my dad apologized, he was like, I'm sorry for, um, yelling at freckles, the dog yeah. I'd go, dad, kiss freckles on the nose. <laughs> and my dad kissed freckles on the nose. Amazing. And Amazing. so, anyways, yeah. I know, but that's a positive, unforgettable moment. Totally. To where today, my daughter, who is in second grade, she'll confront me. She'll be like, "Dad, you're not supposed to yell," because I'm go- I lose my my temper. Sure, like I'm not a perfect dude. Sure, and I have to be like Blythe, will you forgive me? I I should not do that. Please, I I repent. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And but it's it's unique. So there's also positive sides to that. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. But anyways, so continue.
1: No, that's very good. That's exactly what we wanted to get to. Your demeanor as a child, the the vows you make when you're young. If you're not aware of it, you should definitely be aware of it. We were also talking about um, things that we've encountered since then, having been adults now, which as we're talking, I'm kind of realizing My whole life I've had this idea that that whole idea of Christian education didn't work, but then I'm like, it kind of did. Look at us. For sure. Like... I've always known where I can go in the most frustrating, most difficult times. I've always had a place. Every difficult scenario I would go through in college, I'd catch myself on a Saturday evening service here. And I'm not saying the solution is always just go to church if you have an issue. If you need therapy, you need to talk to therapists. But I will say I've talked to therapists and they've always brought it back to like, what are some promises you made yourself when you were a kid? Wow. We need to unwrap that. And so in my case, it was like, I need to get away from the idea that the service I do to God's people determines God's goodness toward me. And, okay, hold yeah. on. Say that again. Yeah.
0: I want Okay, for all of our listeners, mm-hmm. Arvin, repeat that.
1: For sure. I became convinced, thankfully, that the service I do toward God's people does not determine God's goodness toward me. <sighs> yeah. Let's just
0: sit on that for yeah, a second. Like absolutely. That's so good. I, I, I know that, like... Even though we, we have heard the term, like, we're not saved by works, sure. even me, to this day, like, I know the Bible, yeah, right. but I still have identified myself with the more I do mm-hmm. for the kingdom of God, the more right. we can reach people, the better I will feel about yeah. God's um, approval of for me. For sure, yeah. Um, but you're saying that I don't have to do more yeah. to be
1: more. Absolutely. Now, you're
0: not saved by works,
1: but you can be made popular by your works. You can fit in by your works. You can catch a lot of other people's attention by your works. For sure. Let's expose
0: it. Let's go behind the scenes, baby.
1: (laughs) This hit me big in college when I remember there was another guy. The big thing at the university I went to was every Christian guy wanted to have a book deal. It was like the cool thing. Or a podcast. Or a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) Everybody wanted to have uh, like... They wanted everyone to, like, secretly find out that they're actually going to be the next John Bevere or whatever. Um, or John Bevere the is a... Is a uh, YouTube. You'll Yeah, you YouTube, need to, yeah, John Bevere,
0: absolutely. incredible.
1: Absolutely. Um, and I remember there was a guy who, like, actually got one and had he this did. ministry family and was, like, really plugged in and connected. And this was in college? Yeah, my junior year okay. of college. I'm finally... I've come out of the idea that... Um, my service to God's people determines how good He is to me and I'm one day I'm praying, it sounds so spiritual, but I'm genuinely praying in my backyard and I'm like, God, like, why don't you do these awesome things through me? And why don't you do all this awesome stuff? And I can say confidently now that the Holy Spirit spoke to me. At the time, they were just thoughts. So I don't want anyone to listen Ooh. to this and be like, oh, yeah, God talks to me like that, too, because he speaks to me and I immediately know that it's him. No, 10 years later, seven years later, I can say, oh, yeah, that was definitely God talking to me. But at that moment. No idea. You couldn't, thoughts. Okay. They're good. thoughts. That's so, good. That's relieving to know. So as I tell the story, you're going to th- hear me confidently say, then the Holy Spirit said, because I've tested it for seven years. But the thought came, do I want God's kingdom to come or do I want it to come through me? And I can say now that the Holy Spirit was saying, okay, you're asking for this and this and this to happen at your campus and in your life and in relationships and at your school and in your classes. What if I do it through him? Will you be just as happy if I transformed your university campus through the guy that you're jealous of or would no. you and i was like no you're no like, god play no you have to you're do like it i am saul yeah he is david i have it has like in my mind it was like why would you leave me out why would you do it through him and he's like well let's talk about that the fact that maybe if you're honest you care a lot less about me moving and more about who sees you being moved by me,
0: mm, and I okay, was like okay. huge that. idol. Repeat it because yeah. I have struggled with this too. Let's I think, all, hey guys, let's all go behind the scenes of our best days, <laughs> and let's just straight up look into the mirror. and Everybody. let's, con, let's yeah. make a confession, okay? Yeah. All right. So say yeah. one more. Are day. you
1: more interested in God moving? Or are you more interested in God's people watching God move you? There's a, I don't think there's anyone who won't deal with this. If you're going to be a Christian in the 2020s, you're going to have to face this. I think of Gen Z and how young they are and how smart they are. Like my little sister-in-law, Izzy, is 17 and she has the, EQ that I didn't have until 25. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, to be that smart, that young must be very frustrating. And so, because we, you're
0: aware of absolutely things of that motives, may, the typical 16 year old may not, yeah, 100%.
1: Yeah. So it's like, you're going to have to figure out very quickly, or your, your faith won't survive, honestly. Is it about, God, I really want you to to move in my life and in the people around me? Or is it about, God, will you please, please, please just prove to all these people that I'm better than them because you picked me? That's a big struggle that I honestly Mm -hmm. think adults as well have to start paying attention to. If
0: if we were honest, we would have to say that. Yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so I feel like it's worth meditating on, if nothing else. Because yeah, I remember that's a, I, that's a good thought. the, the wrap-up of that whole time of prayer was God was like, okay, let's imagine there's a mountain and you're here on this side and there's a group of people that I want to reach on this side. And you start like taking a hammer and chisel and trying to take a hole into that mountain and after 10 years you're probably like 5-6 feet in, you've skipped all the meals with your kids and your family mm-hmm. you've done all this hard 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 work and then you're exhausted you're bitter, you're angry, you're starting to resent the people on this side of the mountain that you're
0: trying to reach. Yeah
1: exactly okay. and then every day at the end of the day when it's way too late you leave that little tiny hole that you're making and imagine this other dude also walks out of the, one, the tunnel that he's making and you look over and this dude's making it wouldn't it be so much more uh smooth if you all just made one tunnel if you if you accepted that there are gonna be shifts and so i need every pastor to succeed this was when it hit me in my junior year of college i need every other person who's called uh in any area preaching or uh in the business world or whatever i need all of them to be successful because They're also building a tunnel and the environment that they're impacting. Let's say my dreams come true and I've got books and this and whatever. Okay. There's a good chance that unless the people that are going to be impacted do not meet the lawyers that are Christians that they meet, the uh, doctors that they meet, the business people that they meet, if they don't meet them, then I'm starting the tunnel when I meet them.
0: Okay. Or hold on, on, that doesn't make sense. So, well, I'm saying that I want to make sure I understand.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm saying if we're all working collaboratively and it's really about God reaching people, then everyone should be working on the same tunnel.
0: That's true.
1: As opposed to saying, well, there's the Arvin Sepper one and there's the this one and there's the this one and there's that one. Mm. Instead, it should be, this is, we're all actually working for God. Yeah. And I need you to succeed at what you're doing. I need you to be uh, in the center lane of your calling. The right. more you succeed, the more God's kingdom will come. And then that's better for me. If, without that perspective, Man. it's competition. But to realize, like, this, it, it applies in what we do now creatively. And in church world, we need everyone who's called of God to succeed. Otherwise... We're just kind of digging our own tunnels. So yeah. after that time, I go to that guy and I'm like, dude, I'm so excited for your book. How can I help you? How can I post it? So that's it? what you said. Yeah, I went to him. I was like, what do you need to get this book out? And he's like, uh, OK, wow, I can send you one and you can post about it and read it. and da, 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 da. And so I did. Now, I don't know what's come of it. I haven't checked in on it, but I just remember that that, that was when the jealousy broke off of me. And since then, Man, I, I'm, so inspiring. it's safe for Christian people to be around me because I'm not threatened by what God might do through them. I'm excited for it.
0: That's good. That so, is so refreshing. Yeah. And, and, and in closing, yeah, you know, it kind of goes back to like the behind the scenes of our best days with that whole approach mm-hmm. it actually starts in childhood. It's literally believing the scripture in Jeremiah that before I formed you in the womb, right? I knew you. Yeah. Um, that my plans for you. So mm-hmm. God's plans for us, yeah. which means God does not copy and play, copy and paste plans. Right. God does not copy and paste personalities sure. or, or or callings. We, we may be in similar similar fields, yeah. but it's so unique how God has like a unique anointing, and He can't anoint something that you pretend to be. Right. He can only anoint wow. you as an individual. Yeah. And so the more we are authentic, and the more we are, um, you know, just what people see behind the scenes is mm-hmm. who they also see on a stage. Yeah. I believe that. That is where God can move. Where we're like, "Hey, we got flaws, mm, mm-hmm. and y'all know about them." Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, we're all just in this together, trying right. to reach people with the love of God. Yeah, because God has a plan for every individual. Yeah, you know. Um, then you realize that authenticity has no competition. Wow, authenticity has no, has competition, no competition because you believe. Yeah. Oh wait. Yeah. There's a uniqueness. There's a unique calling and and, um, and anointing yeah. for for all of us. Yeah. So yeah. it's going back to those unforgettable moments as a child and being like, "Huh." Mm-hmm. And, and I know we said this in our first podcast, but um, you know, I just love that when Jesus said, "Let the children come to me." Yeah. And I believe that when Jesus said, "Let the children come to me," yeah, he was talking to the hurt child in all of us. Right. Yeah. So all of us. I know we said this in our first podcast, hurt children and adult bodies. Right, right. And as you're aware of that, you can be like, God, I need to surrender because these things keep popping up. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so I got to surrender because my my calling is much stronger than my falling type of a thing. Right, right, right you know, let's advance the kingdom of God and whatever, and like, let your will be done. For sure. So that's awesome. Arvin, how do you want to close out?
1: I want to close. The last thing I'll say, you mentioned Pastor Paul in All Staff yesterday. I wrote this down based on what he was saying. Um, Whatever you think you'll accomplish with great power is actually only possible with love. Mm. And so we'll leave listeners with that. We want to thank you all for tuning in to episode two of
0: the behind the scenes of our best days podcast. Pastor John, thank you. Thank you, Arvin. We love you guys. We'll see you next week.